So cardiogenic shock is a decrease in the cardiac output and tissue perfusion that leads to a downward spiral of ischemia um, and myocardial dysfunction that gets worse, organ failure, and sometimes death. Um, it's most common um, cause is um, uh, MI or myocardial infraction. And that's just an overview. The shock occurs in five to 8% of STEMI patients and in 2% of non-STEMI patients. The average onset of shock after STEMI is about seven hours. Um, and then for uh, renal dysfunction, you might see it in 24 hours. Um, usually the prognosis is worse for shock due to a left ventricular than for right ventricular infractions. If the person's um, heart isn't revascularized very quickly, um, then the mortality rate really spikes. It can go up to 70%. Um, and then if they revascularize it, you could have like a PCI or a um, cabbage. Um, it, the mortality rate will drop back down to usually be like 40%. Other causes of cardiogenic shock include papillary muscle rupture that results in mitral regurge, um, constrictive pericarditis, pericardial tamponade, um, acute ventricular septal defect, cardiomyopathy, and myocarditis. Risk factors are pre-existing myocardial damage or disease like diabetes, um, pericarditis, previous MI, of course, um, and three-vessel disease. If you've had a STEMI or NSTEMI before, um, with uh, anterior dam wall damage, that's also a risk factor. Um, dysrhythmias, conduction of abnormalities, and advanced age is also um, a risk factor. All right, things that you should assess. For cardiovascular assessment, your cardiac index, you should look for, um, you might find that it's less than 1.8, ideal is 2.2. You may have a low blood pressure systolically, um, less than 90. You may have a MAP that's in the 60s. Um, your SVO2 also can drop. Um, 
And then your pulses, your capillary fill, all of that is just a cascade of uh, um, circulatory issues that happen. So your pulses get weak and ready, capillary fill is delayed over two seconds. Um, heart sounds may be diminished or distant. Uh, literature says you may have a S3, S4. And then um, for uh, the EKG, you, you will have um, rhythms, you could have rhythms like SVT, VT, or VTAC, um, bradycardia, sinus bradycardia, you can have AV blocks. You can also have um, e intraventricular conduction delays. Um, with all of this, the, the EKG can look normal. A person may be dysnic and have crackles or wheezing. Um, they may have pulmonary edema, so your CVP may be elevated, your pulmonary arterial pressures, um, your neck veins may be distended uh, with your assessment. Renal-wise, your urine output goes down. Um, uh, normal renal output is 30 cc's per hour. Um, skin, you have um, some cold and clammy skin because of vasoconstriction. Um, maybe modeled extremities, uh, could be upper extremities or lower extremities. Neurologically, um, the person may be restless. They could be agitated, they could be confused and anxious. Um, and then for GI, they may have nausea and vomiting. A lot of the times we see that in women, you know, who have MIs, they don't have typical, you know, chest pain kind of scenario. They have more GI symptoms. Um, you also may see decreased bowel sounds because um, of the decreased perfusion to the gut. Um, what else? Your labs. So you'll find that in your labs, um, you may have some hypoxemia, metabolic acidosis. Um, you may have a high CO2, actually no, a low CO2 hypocapnia. You may have lactic acidosis. Um, for literature, it says that you could have a um, prognosis that's poor if the lactate is over four. Well, in my experience in the hospital that I work at, um, I have seen lactate levels as high as 17 and un unreadable. And those people are like really, really sick. And, and usually they have multi um, organ failure. Um, your BUN and creatinine might trend upwards and also the potassium. All right, how do we treat this? You wanna make sure you give uh, oxygen. Of course, all your treatment is directed by your physician. So um, when somebody's distressed, they hypoxic, you wanna try putting on some oxygen, getting the attention of your, your ICU attending. 
um, position or guidance. Um, you want to, you know, if this person has like lines already placed, like a central line, um, maybe they have a swan in, you want to make sure that you get your, um, you, you continue monitoring the CVP, the PA pressures, um, and then you want to um, give like the, the diuretics, or they may order beta blockers as well, um, calcium channel blockers too. Um, sometimes they may be able to give, depending on the kind of part function, they may be able to give um, fluid. Um, FiO2, you want to keep above, oh, well, the PaO2, you need to keep above 80%. This person may need to be intubated. Um, they may need uh, blood administered to help this cardiogenic shock. Um, they may have inotropes, um, like the butamine, uh, norepinephrine, and dopamine sometimes. Uh, they may require an IABP when the shock is not, you know, quickly reversed with medications. And of course, there are contraindications to that. Um, you want to improve the contractility. So you want to treat any kind of uh, hypothermia, any acidosis, hypokalemia, or hypomagnesemia. So all those need to be treated to improve um, contractility if they're low. Um, Cardiac output, you want to make sure you're monitoring that according to your physician orders. And you want to manage your arrhythmias. So you're going to watch your EKG, you look out for tachycardia, any kind of uh, arrhythmias. Um, and also, um, you want to monitor any pain or agitation and treat that's ordered and anxiety. Anything to reduce increased work of breathing is always a good thing. So your oxygen demand may not be so high. Sometimes we use, um, especially in MIs that, you know, are like witnessed, um, you, they use fibrinolytics, you know, um, and they may use uh, nitrates. In our surgical CVICU population, um, nitrates are usually not the first choice um, of uh, treatment. Um, and usually in the surgical population, their blood pressures tend to be on the lower side in cardiogenic shock. So it's most likely that you will treat hypotension with your vasopressors um, or anotropes. And then you wanna revascularize with a, either PCI or cabbage. 
um, for STEMI patients. And uh, cardiogenic shock patients who present zero to six hours after symptom onset before undergoing a PCI have the lowest mortality rates. 80% are asymptomatics, asymptomatic 18 months later. And I told you about the um, risk factors for, oh, risk factors for the poor outcome. Um, that's over age 75, a previous MI, shock within the last 24 hours or multiple vessel disease. So that's your quick um, review of cardiogenic shock. I hope it was enriching.